Diogo again. Tuesday, February 6, 2024. Saul says, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord replies, I am Jesus, the person you are pursuing. You know it makes no sense for you to be hurting yourself and hurting others. He has no idea who is talking to him. He is both trembling and confused. He manages to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Acts 9.5 The last time we met Saul, he was in a bad place. He was breathing threats and bloody murder against the disciples of the Lord. He was in the condition known as blind religious rage. It was not anything new. People have been using religion to hurt, displace, marginalize, and even kill and murder in the name of their God. The Hebrew scriptures are an attempt to reveal God as more than simply an invisible and omnipotent deity. Yes, Yahweh was different. For one, he was invisible. He could not be seen by human eyes without being consumed. That's scary. He could not or should not be created, painted, or otherwise described tangibly with any material. But there is something that separates Yahweh from all other deities and saints. No other god is like Yahweh. No one. No other god matches the description of Yahweh. He has many names, but he can only be best described both by who he is and what he did, does, and will do. He is the I Am. I quote from Exodus 34, 6, and 7, the message. It says, God descended in the cloud and took up his position there beside Moses and called out the name God. God passed in front of him and called out God, God, a God of mercy and grace, endlessly patient, so much love, so deeply true, loyal in love for a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity, rebellion, and sin. Still, he doesn't ignore sin. He holds sons and grandsons responsible for a father's sins to the third and even fourth generation. Let me briefly unpack this passage. According to this text, Yahweh is merciful, gracious, patient to a fault, loving and true. He is also lovingly loyal for countless generations. And there's more. He forgives your darkest sins, your rebellious ways, and your worst foibles. Yet, he cannot let sin go unchecked. Sin leeches into many generations of sins and sin's derivatives. It is deadly. It destroys people and ravages God's creation. That's heavy and awesome. Saul was searching for the God he obviously read in the Hebrew Scriptures. But the Hebrew Scriptures are a litany of people. And because of that, it begats death, corruption, hate, betrayal, incense, greed, and all the morass of sin's many sordid side effects. God takes a hit every time death happens at the hands of his people, or what appears to be his own commands. So, is this a matter of, will the real God please rise? Is Saul simply self-destructing in the shadow of a misguided theology? Is that it? Yesterday, I said, Paul was not so much in a state of hateful persecution, but in a state of self-hating and self-destructing pursuit. And the key Greek word is dioko, again. Paul was persecuting what he thought were religious rats when he discovered that he was in fact pursuing God-lovers. That religious paradigm shift can be painful. Jesus speaks to the incapacitated tormentor, I am Jesus, he says to Saul whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Acts 9.5 Saul did not need more power, more conquest, more statistics, more religion. He needed to meet Jesus. Jesus changes everything. It requires a suspension of reality as we experience it. It is a shift from the tangible to the spiritual, from the realm of the natural to the supernatural. To most of the developed world, this is folly. 
For the rest of the underdeveloped world, God is portrayed in ways that require sacrifice, rituals, acts of bravery for the benefit of the deity. More sacrifice, more donations, more cultural impact, more, more, more. Where are you in this scenario? Where am I? Am I a persecutor caricaturing the inferior souls that have not risen to the level of biblical parsing, condemning them to the wretched future for failing to accept our denominational version of truth? That's Saul on his high horse. When Saul realizes that he was not indispensable, when his efforts were futile, he lifts his face and in the dark he shoots up the words Jesus was longing to hear from Saul, the crippled champ, and from me and you, humbled and ready to say the words, Lord, what do you want me to do? Abba, how many times have I prayed those words and then moved on to the next task? Forgive me, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.